So if you remember the previous verses, we covered this idea of asank. Guru Nanak Dev Ji covered the expression, the experience of being in this euphoria, this bliss of simply counting that which cannot be counted, trying to state the variations of the universe, the wide spectrum of the universe. But now from that spectrum of all that is good and all that is evil and all of the different varieties of creation, from going all the way out there, in this body Guru Nanak Dev Ji brings it firmly back to us. So Guruji starts with Pariye Hat Per Tan De. So what do these words mean? Pariye means to be filled. Yeah? Pariye means to be filled. And in this particular case, we're talking about being filled with dirt. Filthy. Hat, your hand. Per, your feet. Tan meaning your body and de also means body. So tan de means all over your body, your whole body. Pariye hat per tan de. So if we were to translate this, we would say if the hand, the foot, and the whole body is filled with dirt. And what Guruji is starting to do here is to outline what people believed was the preparation that you need in order to begin your worship. And we have a lot of these rules and traditions even today, this idea of being sucham, sucha, being clean. So Guru Nanak Dev Ji says that if your hand is dirty, if your feet are dirty, if your whole body is dirty, then what do you do? People would go and cleanse themselves. Be ready to present yourself. Be ready to begin the act of worship. And how would they do that? The next line, Pani Tota Otraske. Pani means water. Tota means to wash. Utras means to remove. Utraske. So the dirt, the filth is removed with going into the water. And washing your hands and feet and body with water was one thing, but it was implied that it was even more purity if you went into some holy river. Yeah, notice how Guruji is saying that you wash dirt with water. Yeah, normally you would think you'd wash it with water and soap. But here they're talking specifically about washing yourself to gain some sort of purity through water. So Guru is talking about holy water. That's about washing your body. Guruji then says, Mut paliti kapad hoi. Mut here actually means urine. Mut means urine. Paliti means to be stained. Kapad is clothes, your cloth. Mut paliti kapad hoi. If your clothes, if cloth has been stained with urine. So what do we mean by that? Now, scientists have discovered 
that when we sweat, the chemical composition of sweat is very similar to that of urine. And in both sweat and urine, the body is trying to get rid of ammonia, which is chemicals that the body can't process. And although the chemicals vary in their quantities, essentially every time you sweat into your clothes, your clothes are getting that ammonia, the same as being stained with urine. So this whole idea that your body and your sweat is basically trying to get rid of anything that it can't digest, anything that it can't process. So these are all called waste products of the body. And if your body is getting rid of these waste products, where are they going? They're going onto your clothes. So the idea of meditating, the idea of presenting yourself for religion, for religious purposes, was that you bathe your body and you also wear completely clean clothes, ones that aren't stained. Certainly any excrement, any urine on your clothes would be seen as completely inappropriate for worship, completely impure for worship, not suitable at all. So it's not suitable if your body is dirty and it's not suitable if your clothes are stained in any way. So what, what does Guruji say is normal behavior? Mut paliti kapad hoye, de sabun leye oye doye. Given soap, de sabun o toliye. Here, toye and leye is toliye, is to wash it. O means that, that is washed when you take some soap and wash it with that soap. De sabun leye oitoi. Given soap, cloth can be washed. But now Guruji asks a more fundamental question. Pariye mat papa ke sang. Guru Nanak says that you can clean your body before you're going to start your, your worship, your prayers. You can clean your body. You can even wear completely pure clothes. But Guru Nanak Dev Ji asks a more fundamental question. What about the dirt that you're carrying in your mind all the time? Cleaning your clothes, cleaning your body is not enough. There is a different type of impurity that you carry with you. And Guru Nanak Dev Ji almost raises this as a question. Now what are you going to do? What soap are you going to use to clean that filth? What actions can you perform? How will you purify your mind? So before we look at the answer to this question, we need to understand a little bit more about what do we mean by Bab? What do we mean by this? How is that a filth? What is it? How do we recognize it? We can recognize when our body is dirty. We can recognize when our clothes are dirty. But how do we recognize when our thinking is soiled, is stained? What does Pap look like? 
and what does it stain? One is the dirt, which we need to recognize. Second, we need to understand what is it that's getting dirty. So where is this stain? How do we find out what this stain is? Guru Sahib in this line says, Pariye mat papa ke sang. So let's look at this word mat. This word mat and specifically this spelling of mat with the sihari. In Gurbani, this has been used to mean at least 11 or 12 different things. So let's try and understand which version of mat are we talking about here. The word mat has been used to mean intoxicant. In Gurbani, there's another word for that, which is mud. Mud means wine or anything that can intoxicate you. So being intoxicated or the intoxicant itself, that is known as mud and has also been known as mat. Mat also means mata, mother. In Gurbani, the word mat has been used to mean mother. In Gurbani, the word mat is also used to mean don't. It's common in Hindi, for example. We would say, Aisa mat karo. In Gurbani, we would say, Na karo. But in Hindi, we use the word mat, don't do this. So, Having an understanding of Gurbani, we can, we can rule out these three options. It's not talking about being intoxicated. It's not talking about don't do something. And not, it's not talking about the mother or the father figure. But I said there was 11 or 12 different versions of this word mat. So if three of them are not related, then the others which are seven, eight of them, are all to do with the mind. The word mat has been used to describe seven or eight different things within the mind. We've come across this word before, manne surt ove man bud. There, we talked about the four stages of consciousness, the four parts of consciousness. And we said consciousness is divided into four things. One of them is man, which is your thoughts, your emotions, your desires. One of them is chit, memory, awareness, surt. One of them is bud, intellect. And one of them is mat, which is also called ahankar, your identity. So mat can mean your own identity. Mat has also been used to mean bud, which is your intellect. Mat is also used to mean gyan. We talk about gurmat, manmat. There it means the guru's wisdom. Are you following the guru's wisdom or you are following your own mind's wisdom, your own mind's thinking? Mat is also used to mean memory. So even though Consciousness 
the word in Sanskrit, the word in, in Punjabi is antekarana, which is consciousness. That's broken up into four parts. The word mat has been used to describe each one of those four parts. Memory, desire, prayer or worship, that's another word for mat. Faith or opinion. So you can see that when it comes to translating this word, it's very difficult to translate with a degree of confidence. So we need to use the whole line, we need to use the whole verse, we need to use the whole composition of Japji Sahib to try and understand what is it that we're talking about here. Pariye mat papa ke sang. And where have we heard this word before in Japji Sahib? Only once before. Mat vich ratan jawahar manak. Je ik gurki sik suni. There, for simplicity, we used mat to mean the mind. Mat vicharatan jawaharmanak. Within the mind are the diamonds and jewels and rubies if you listen to the teaching of the Guru. So here we're saying this thing called mat is filled with pap. If we take the simple meaning for now of the word pap, we would say pap means sins. So what is it that is filled with sins? The common translation that you'll find in all of your books, all of your translations of Japji Sahib will say that the intellect is filled with sin. Your thinking is filled with sin. But it can also mean that your very identity is filled with sin. Your very self-identity is clouded, is dirtied by sins. So what do we mean by that? What does it mean to have our identity, our mat, our hankar, to be filled with sin? In the last verse, when we were talking about asank, we heard asank papi pap karjai. There are countless sinners committing sin. So what is this sin? Who is the sinner? Are we the sinner? We always like to think ourselves as good. Everyone wants to think that they're the saint. Nobody likes to admit that they're the sinner. We can think that we're not perfect. But never can we call ourselves a sinner. And even the idea of being a sinner seems out of date. It's a bit of an obsolete idea, don't you think? It implies that there's some kind of divine ruler, some kind of lord who's passed all of these rules, all of this judgment, made the rules about how to live, how not to live. If you follow those rules, you're not a sinner. If you break the rules, you're a sinner, right? And today, in today's day and age, it feels like, like we, can, we can accept that we can be a criminal. If you break the law of the land, you've committed a crime. You can accept that you're a criminal, but we can't accept that we're a sinner. Because we accept the law of the land. We say, these are the rules. 
If you break the rule, you're a criminal. You've committed a crime. But Guru Nanak Dev Ji is talking about a different type of rule, not one that is dictated by governments and parliaments. Guru Nanak talk, is talking about a divine rule. But what is this divine rule? What are the laws of the divine rule? Who is the lawmaker? Who is the judge? Who is the jury? And every religion has its own rules. And each religion's rules contradict with the rules of another religion. For one religion, we say it is a sin to cut your hair. And in another religion, shaving your head is the most virtuous thing you can do. In one religion, it says that you must not eat anything of this particular way. We talk about halal. We must not eat halal. In another religion, halal is the only thing worth, worth eating. So which religion is Guru Nanak talking about? Which rules? How is it that one set of people can have one set of sins and another set of people can have another set of sins? That doesn't seem very universal. What is Guru Nanak Dev Ji referring to? And how does the spiritual seeker decide? How do they decide which religion's rules are the right ones, which religion's rules are made up? Fundamental questions. But actually this idea of Baab isn't as simple as it seems. It isn't as black and white as you might think it is. And we need to really delve deep into this concept. There's a beautiful Shabad by Guru Amar Das Ji. You can find it on Ang 126 in Siri Guru Granth Sahib Ji. There Guru, Guruji describes a very different understanding of Bab. It's a very long Shabad, but I'll take just this, the main verses in the middle of the Shabad that relate to what we're talking about. Guru Amar Das Ji, the third Guru, he says, Kaya under Homme Mera. Kaya means body. He says, within the body is my self-identity, Homme and Mera. Mera here means ownership, things that I call Mera. Within the body is my identity and my sense of ownership for things. I think I own these things. This is my family. This is my house. These are my things. This is my job, Mera. These belong to me. And within this body is this feeling of me, my, myself, mine. Jamman maran na chuke fera. And because of this sense of ownership, because of this self-identity, because of this me, this cycle of death and life isn't lifted. Because of my own self-identity, I'm creating my own birth and death. I'm creating my own reincarnation. I am responsible for that because these things are inside me. By facing the Guru, self-identity is killed. 
gurmukh hove so homme mare by facing the guru by learning from the guru my self identity is destroyed and then i meditate on that which is permanent sacho sach tyavaryo guru ji goes on kaya andar paap pun doe bhai within the body is sin and virtue paap means sin virtue here is the word pun the opposite of sin the good way of living but guruji doesn't say multiple here there is paap there is sin and there is virtue within the body dohe milke srisht upai paap and pun are like two brothers they got together and they created the universe just let that sink for a moment within the body is sin and virtue they are two brothers they got together and created the universe dohe milke srisht upai how is this possible surely before there was mankind there was no sin we like to think that right that mankind are the sinners but actually all the stars and the planets and the birds and the animals they're just following the natural order of the universe they're just following hukum we think all animals all plants are immune to sin yeah that's how we think that we somehow have something special and most people we say will say we have free will and because we have free will we commit sin or we can choose to be virtuous we can choose to be saintly people what guruji is saying is pap and pun sin and virtue aren't just choices that you have they aren't just simple things that are within you that you can choose today i'm going to be a sinner tomorrow i'll choose not to be a sinner guruji says that pap and pun are built into the very fabric of the universe remember they are two brothers that got together and created the universe now let's remember what we've covered in the last verse in the asankha verses we started with asankha jap asankha pao asankha puja asankha tapta all the good things there's lots of types of meditation there's lots of meditators there's lots of spiritual scriptures about meditation and then guruji went on to the opposite end of the scale the opposite end of the spectrum asankha murak asankha chor haram khor murderers fools cheats exploiters so just before this verse guruji talked about the spectrum of the universe that the universe is a spectrum of all possibilities all things good that can happen the universe is able to do and all thing bad that can happen the universe is able to do that 
Now, this is what Guruji means by two brothers who are the creators of the universe. The universe relies on this spectrum. The universe relies on opposites. Think about everything in the universe seems to have, an, have a left and a right, an inside and outside. Day and night, hot, cold. Everything seems to be in one end or the other. Even the very way that we breathe, the very way that we live, requires in and out. An in-breath and an out-breath. So this spectrum is built into the fabric of the universe. And part of the fabric of the universe is all things that we would call good and all things that we would call bad. That's just how the universe is. The universe relies on this spectrum. Seeing them as two different things is bad. Seeing everything as good, as different from everything that is bad, that is our path. That is the only sin. The duality of how we see the universe is the sin. Because Guruji is saying that there aren't two. They meet together. Bap and Pun are two brothers. We could almost say that they're twins. They're two brothers joined at the hip. When you have one, you have the other. And the difference is that we can't see them as two different things. We don't understand that sin and virtue are just two sides of the same coin. We see them as completely opposite. Guruji says that they are twins, they are brothers. They're stuck together. The only thing is that they have two different faces. But essentially, they are one body with two faces. So what is Guruji's solution? Because Guru is presenting something very complex here. Guruji's solution, Dove mar jaye, ikat ghar aave. Dove mar jaye, ikat ghar aave, gurmat sahaj samavaniya. When the duality is killed, when the two are killed and oneness enters your home, when you no longer see them as two different things, this goes right back to Ikonkar. Oankar is not the producer of all things good. Oankar is the creator of everything. Everything that we would call good and everything that we call bad, the universe doesn't see good and bad. It's just part of the same thing. Guruji says that the solution to this problem is to kill the two and bring one back into your home. When you no longer see the difference between Paap and Pun, when you don't see sin as different from virtue, when you don't see them as two different things, when you recognize that they are ik, they are part of the oneness, and you bring the oneness back into your home, then you will enter into peace. 
You have to kill both the brothers. You have to kill both of them. You have to kill the sin and the virtue. Know that if you strive for just one, that you never run away from the other. If you say, I'm going to run away from sin, and I'm just going to be the best person I can be, I'm always going to be the saintly person. I want to identify with the saintly behavior. Remember, these are two twins that are joined at the hip. You're not running away from one. If you run towards the other, his brother is right behind him. It's just the other side. If you only want to be the saint, you're never going to run away from the sinner. They come as a package. They're indispensable. They're inseparable. Within each and every one of us, is the capacity to be the saint, but within each and every one of us is the capacity to be the sinner as well. Within each and every one of us is a murderer, an exploiter, a cheat. Remember in the previous verse where Guru Nanak Dev Ji was talking about these people, Asankh Muruk, Chor, Haramkor, the ones who decapitate heads, the ones who rule others by force. How does Guru Nanak Dev Ji end that sentence? Nanak Neech Kehe Vichar. He says, I cannot judge any of them. I am the lowest of everything. Why can't he judge them? Because he recognized that they were part of the oneness. How can you judge the oneness? You can't. If you see them as individuals, you can judge them. And by judging them, you say, you are a criminal, I am not. The duality comes back in. And this is one thing that we must learn whenever looking at any part of Gurbani. Ultimately, the whole of Guru Granth Sahib Ji is an, ex an expression of ikonkar. The whole of Guru Granth Sahib Ji is a description of oneness. Every line, every word, we have to understand as a further explanation of oneness. There is only one thing. So let's bring this back to us. How do we work? How do we present ourselves? We always like to present ourselves as the saint. We want to follow the law of the land. We want to follow the rules. Even if we know we're not a saint, at least we can present ourselves as a saint. But Guruji is not talking about the law of the land here. Guruji is talking about the divine law. And the divine law is there is one, and that oneness is everywhere and in everything. And your job here is to remember that you are also part of that one. That's your only job here. That's your only reason for being alive. Because you have the ability to know this. The law is, everything is as it is. Guru Nanak Dev Ji gave that law a name. He called it hukam, that which is. Everything that is as it is, 
That is the way the, the universe is. So within this understanding, we cannot then say that I don't want to be a sinner and I want to be the opposite of a sinner. I want to be virtuous. I want to be good. Because by doing that, we create a duality. The Shabbat by Guru Amar Dasji carries on, and I'll just give the last few lines. He's talking about within himself, within all of us. Karhi mahe duje bhai hanera. Within our own home is duality and a love of duality. We love this separation. We love being able to say that he is bad and I am not. I am good. And that duality is your darkness. That is your anera. Remember Guru Nanak Devji talked about the Muraks? Andakor, deep darkness, Asanka Murak. Countless are the fools like us that are in this darkness that we see everything as two, that we don't see everything as one. That is our darkness, that is our sin. Within us is a love for this duality, this dualistic thinking. Why do we love it? Because it allows us to desire things. You can only desire something that you don't have. Nobody desires their own hand or their own arm, their own legs. If you have it, you have it. You don't desire it because it's already yours. You can only desire something that's far away, something that's separate from you. And because everything we believe is separate from us, it allows us to have that enjoyment of desiring things, of gaining things, of losing them again, and then trying to run after them again. We love this chase. We love this thrill. That's how we live our whole life. When you're single, you want to be married. When you're married, you want to be single. When you have no children, you want children. When you have children, you don't want children. It's never ending. You can't win this game. And we love the game. We love the game because it's unreachable. Every time we get small, quick wins, we think we've got something, but there's always something else to be achieved. Guruji says that this is your darkness. Karhi mahe duje bhai anera. It's your darkness. Participating in this spectrum is our darkness. Saying, I only want to be on this side of the scale. I don't want anything to do with that side of the spectrum. That's participating in this. That's our duality. That's our ignorance. That's our darkness. Chandan hove chade home mera. Lose the one doing the chase. Lose the one participating in the game. Don't run away from the game. The game is here. You're in the game. Lose the one playing the game. Then you get illuminated. Then you get enlightened. Enlightenment is losing yourself, losing your sense of ownership. Lose yourself into the way of the universe. Accept the universe as it is. This is the divine law. 
When we don't accept the universe, we say, I don't like this part of me. I don't want to be this person. I want to be that person. And that's another game that you can't win. That's another game where you're always trying to self-improve all the time. Always saying, I want to do better. I want to do better. I must be better. I must improve. And every religion is ramming this purity down your throat. Become purer, become better. You haven't grown your hair, now grow your hair. You've grown your hair, now wake up at four o'clock. You wake up at four o'clock, wake up at three o'clock. You do five prayers, I do ten prayers. There's always something unachievable. And it seems completely contradictory to everything that we understand. Guruji says, lose the one playing the game. Guruji says there's another way to play this game. Pargat shabad hai sukhdata. There is within you, pargat, within you there is wisdom, shabad. Pargat shabad hai sukhdata. There is a way to be happy now. Within the game, the game of Maya, the one that says, run after this, run away from that. There's a way to be happy now. And Shabad is that happiness. The wisdom of the Guru is that happiness. Pargat Shabad hai Sukhadatta. Within you is wisdom. Bring that wisdom into you. Grow that wisdom within you that you get peace from just being right where you are. Anadin Naam Tyavanya. When that wisdom comes in you, Naam comes into you. We talked previously how Naam and Hukam are synonymous. Accept the universe as it is. Simply be rather than becoming. When you enter any religious tradition, they all expect you to become better than you are. Any religion that tells you to become better, run away from it. Becoming is just another part of the chase. Before you were chasing cars and money and wealth and job, now you're chasing something else that's unreachable. This saintliness. This perfection that you feel like, I can never reach this. It's always too far away. Guruji says, within you there is wisdom. And that wisdom is the giver of peace. You see, trying to be a saint is a bit of a struggle. It's not easy. We're always running away from our sins, always running towards being saintly. And that is our struggle. Running from sin is suffering. Simply let go into the wisdom of oneness. Just let go. Experience Nam now. And what is Nam? Satnam. That which is that which has always been, that which always will be. 
the way the universe is right now be that. That is the supreme realization that this is how the universe is. This now gives us an understanding of what this verse is about. This now understands the context that the Guru has been building so far. The Guru talked about one end of the spectrum, then Guru talked about another end of the whole universe. When you first read this, it won't make any sense. First Guru was talking about Asanka Jap, Asanka Nav, Asanka Tav. You have countless places, you have countless names, you have countless universes. After all of that, Guru comes straight into my sin. How does the Guru go from stars and planets and universes to the next line talking about my sin? Now we understand. Sin and saintliness is part of that spectrum that the Guru has talked about. And one who understands the spectrum as one thing, one who understands the spectrum as the very nature of oneness. When you understand the spectrum, you can no longer judge anyone as a muruk. And you can no longer judge anyone as a saint. No one is a fool. Let's think about other lines in Gurbani. Nako murak, nako syana. No one is a fool and no one is clever. Kill the very duality. Kill the very spectrum. Know that the spectrum are not different things, but they're just one thing. And when you know the oneness, you can't even say me and you. When you know the oneness of hukam, then you will never even talk about yourself. When you understand this oneness, when you understand the hukam, when you understand the variety of the universe is not variety at all, it is simply oneness then you will understand that you don't exist either. Because for you to exist, duality has to exist. There has to be you and the opposite of you, the other. Now we understand when we hear the Bhagat say, Jab ham hote tab tu nahi. When I existed, the divine did not exist. Ab tu hi nahi. Now you exist, I do not exist. All that exists is you. Lose the very spectrum, bring oneness back into your home. This is just the first half of this verse. Then we will go more deeply into understanding what is sin. What are the sins that we're trying to abandon? What are the virtues that we're trying to abandon? Who is the sinner? Who is the saint? How do we move past that?